Hello everyone, this is Jay Dobbins on the Marvel DC Multiverse, and we are now at episode 349, and I'll be doing my review on Morbius. So, spoiler alert, if you have not seen Morbius, I strongly suggest you, you do not listen to this episode. You've been warned. So, uh, movie takes place at a hospital in Greece. Of course, uh, Michael, who is 10 years old at the time, Michael Morbius, of course, welcomes his surrogate brother, Lucian, who he renames Milo. They bond with their shared blood illness and desire to be normal. Their adoptive father and hospital director, Nicholas, arranges uh, for Michael to attend medical school in New York while he focuses on caring for Milo. Uh, 25 years later, um, Michael publicly declines a no, uh, Nobel Prize for his work with synthetic blood. Michael's colleague, Martin Bancroft, discovers uh, he has secretly captured dozens, dozens of vampire bats from Costa Rica in the hope of splicing their genes with his own to cure his condition. After informing Nicholas and Milo of his planned experiment, um, Michael receives funding to outfit a private uh, mercenary vessel in international waters with his equipment. While the cure works, it transforms Michael into a vampire. Um, Michael kills and drains the blood, uh, so, well, drains the crew of their blood after they attack him of fear. So out of fear. Um, so yeah, they. So yeah, he kills and drains the crew of their blood after they attack him out of fear. But once his bloodlust subsides and he rega you know regains his uh, senses, a horrified Michael erases the all CTV footage of his experiment before uh, contacting the authorities and jumping aboard. Sorry, overboard. I mean. So, Michael returns to New York and discovers he has superhuman strength, speed, reflexes, and echolocation. He, subs uh, he subsists on his synthetic blood until it gradually ceases to satisfy his needs. Uh, FBI agents Simon Stroud and Al Rodriguez investigate Michael's victims and deduce his involvement. Milo learns that Michael is cured, but becomes, um, let's see, furious when Michael refuses to cure him as well. While checking on a hospitalized Bancroft, Michael finds a dead nurse, drained of her blood. Believing he was responsible, he attempts to escape before being cornered and arrested. In prison... Michael is visited by Milo, who offers to use his wealth to free him. Upon realizing Michael took his cure and killed the nurse, um, Michael escapes to confront him. And uh, unrepentant, Milo confesses to his crimes and urges Michael to embrace his uh, powers as uh, he has, of course. 
unwilling to hurt his brother, Michael Flees. Michael meets uh, Bancroft to explain what Milo has done before acquiring a new lab and developing an anti uh, an anti coagulant to stop uh, and kill Milo. Let's see. He also plans to use it on himself since he will become unable to resist his bloodlust. Um, Stroud and Rodriguez find footage of one of Milo's attacks and release it to the media, of course. So, Nicholas realizes Milo and pleads with him to stop, angered by, you know, but he is, of course, angered by Nicholas, um, proceeds preference for Michael. My, uh, Milo wounds and forces him to call Michael, of course, Michael watches uh, Nicholas die while Milo attacks Bancroft. Michael returns to Bancroft, but she dies in his arms, and he drinks her blood. Michael confronts Milo and summons an army of bats to restrain him and inject the anticoagulant, of course. But so Milo dies, and Michael flees off with the bats, mourning his loved ones, and embracing his identity as a vampire. Unbeknownst to him, Bancroft is revived by her newly developed vampire powers. And, of course, um, in a post-credit scene, um, Adrian Toomes is transported to Michael's universe by a spell. Assuming that his transportation involves Spider-Man, Toomes approaches Michael and suggests that they form a team. I'm going to have to assume that that's the Sinister Six, of course. So, But um, I had a feeling that the multiverse played a role in a, a small part in this film. Because in the trailer, we saw Michael Keaton's Adrian Toomes. You know, greeting Michael. So we're kind of wondering, like, okay, is this part of the MCU? At first it was, but then they decided, okay, we're not going to do that due to conflicts between um, Sony and Marvel Studios slash Disney. So, but um, obviously they took a little, you know, play out of the, uh, out of um, the Disney Marvel Studios playbook as far as the multiverse goes. Which is a you know which is a perfect way to get Adrian you know the Vulture into the Spider Verse, the Sony uh, Spider Universe, or the SSU for shorts. So now you know now the Vulture is in the Venom Verse or the SSU. Um, it's a perfect opportunity to. Um, get, uh, perfect opportunity to, you know, start a Sinister Six, because Marvel Studios ain't gonna do it, so, and another thing, too, with, with this multiverse thing going on, I think this is a perfect way to get Carnage back in, um, into the Venomverse, you know, by having a variant, so... That's a perfect way to start Maximum Carnage. You know, having Woody Harrelson's Carnage come from another universe. 
But obviously, Dr. S you know, but back to the um, Adrian Toomes, you know, being transported into Michael's universe. Obviously, in the post credit scene, there was a scene from Spider-Man No Way Home where there's like a black, like a purple portal where villains were, were going to be coming out. So, of course, he did, you know, he does a spell. But then we realized that not only did the spell transport the variants, you know, the Spider-Man variants, you know, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, but also villains from their time. So not only were they transported, and of course, Eddie Brock as well, but the symbiote, you know, part of the symbiote was left behind. So, but anyway, not only were they transported to their own universe, however, the spell did not, was not 100% stable, obviously, because if it was stable, uh, Adrian Toomes wouldn't have been transported into Michael's universe. So, or the Venomverse, rather. So obviously that spell didn't work 100% like it was supposed to. Because you would think that it would keep, you know, Tombs in his universe. But obviously it uh, transported him to the SSU or the Venomverse or whatever. So, but now I clearly understand why Wong warned Strange not to do that spell. Because he said it was too dangerous and he knew very well that it would create multiple uh, multiple universes as well so now well, at least we know what caused strange to be transported into the you know into michael's universe because strange did that spell that was you know supposed to accord which transported the villains back into their times and the very spider-man variants in their times as well and of course, you know, allowing everyone to forget who Peter Parker is. But everyone has a memory of Spider-Man, but they don't know that's but everyone forgot that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. So um But yeah, I mean everybody was like, "Oh, it doesn't make any sense." You know, they're kind of ruining everything. I was like, "No, not really. Sony has full rights to Spider to the Spider-Man character." So if they want to put, you know, Michael Keaton's Adrian, you know, Vulture or Adrian Toomes into the Spider-Verse, they can do that, pretty much. So, and they ain't, giving, they ain't giving up those rights anytime soon, so. But yeah, um, I think that will work out nicely, you know, to do their little Sinister Six. And eventually, and the way I look at it, eventually, Tom Holland's going to find his way into the Venomverse. Slash the SS... You and of course Michael's universe as well. So yeah, he's gonna find his way there at some point because you know the symbiote that was left behind is eventually gonna bond with Tom Holland, and he's gonna and then he's gonna want answers as to where it came from. And then okay, I guess that's where Madame Web comes in and explains to him, hey, that symbiote is not from your universe; it's from a different universe. So yeah, he's so eventually he's gonna he's gonna find his way. Or get transported to the Venomverse, where he's going to find Adrian Toomes and capture him, and of course bring him back into his universe. So, but eventually Tom Hardy's Venom and Tom Holland Spider-Man are eventually going to cross paths, and who knows? Um, that spell probably is going to transport the uh, variant Cassidy at some point. Play, you know, same 
I guess where I look at it, the same actor, but just from a different, same actor, Woody Harrelson, just but just from a different universe. So you got these villains coming out from different universes, and Wong made it very clear that the thing about the multiverse, the the problem with the multiverse, or the scary thing about the multiverse, is what is you know you don't know who or what's going to come out from the other side. So. So obviously, you know, Strange spells what is going to cause, you know, what made this situation even worse. So, yeah, the multiverse is obviously going to, going to play a role in both, you know, the MCU and the SSU as well. So, but yeah, keep a lookout and embrace yourselves. Because this is, look like it's going to be very fun to watch, you know. But anyway, um, the way I look at it, the movie was decent. I give it an 89, um, yeah, I would say an 89 out of 10, sorry, an 89, um, out of 100. So, like I said, you know, like I said, it was very, it was decent. You know, I'm not saying it was good, but it was decent. Um, I like the way, I like how they introduced um, Morbius' character. Sorry. I like how they were able to introduce him, of course. Um, And the character, and the actors were not bad. They weren't bad at all, so. Um, I I wouldn't say there was a whole lot of action, but it was a decent amount. So, everything was, you know, where I look at it was, you know, balanced. Enough for me to feel comfortable watching it a second time. So, eight, uh, 89 out of 100. Um, I think that uh, Jared Leto did good. You know, he has the look of Marco Morbius. So, I think it'll work out for him, you know, in the future. So, hopefully they, you know. But I'm not going to say, you know, of course there were mixed reviews. But in my opinion, I think it was decent. So... Just like the Venom movies, I thought you know I thought they were decent as well, because I wouldn't mind watching them a second time. So, um, the special effects were good. Um, I like, of course, the CGI was always good. Uh, I like, yeah, special effects, um, the writing. So, and I like you know I like how dark it was. You know I mean, it's, well, I wouldn't say it was completely dark, but it had a slight. It was slightly dark, so, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, so, um, that concludes this review, feel free to visit us, like us on Facebook, we're available on iTunes, Google Play Music app, Spotify, and of course, YouTube.